Welcome to the Strange Harbors Podcast, a weekly discussion of all things film and television. My name is Jeff Sang, and tonight I'm joined by... Amir Ture. And Eric Wong. So tonight, we're not really talking about anything. We're just sitting here waiting for the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, right? <laughs> is that what we're doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys watch the leaked one, by the way? No. No, no I'd rather no. just wait. I don't... I don't I'm a purist. I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not a... I regrettably watched it. My faith is strong. Oh, wait, Asha, oh really? Regrettably, regrettably? Why? What does that mean? Why, why yeah, regrettably? What does that mean? Well, it looks like it's been recorded through like three different cameras, and it's playing on like the backseat of an airplane seat or something. That's what it looks like. And none of the visual effects are finished, so I definitely oh, should have watched yeah. it. <laughs> it's just not fun, right? Giant watermark of the dude who's working on it is all over the screen, so... I'm sure he's having a good day. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wow. I will just let Marvel release it when they want to release it. I'm not that eager. Yeah, it's not like a it's not like a leaked trailer for, like, I don't know, the Phantom Thread or some shit. Like, you probably need, like, oh, you go, all the effects aren't done. Like, who cares, right? Like, I feel oh, like... Yeah, I see what you're saying. I feel like, you know, the Spider-Man movie, if the effects aren't done, you're losing a lot of the enjoyment of it, right? I don't know, man. All those years ago, when I watched X-Men Origins, Wolverine, with all those effects, I think it made the movie better. So <laughs> I did that, too. I watched the... That was the entire leaked movie, right? That was... Yeah, uh, yeah that I remember watching that. On BitTorrent? I remember that. I downloaded that, too. Shh, don't tell the cops. <laughs> I don't know. Some cool stuff happened in that trailer. I guess we'll just wait for it to drop. But... All right, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about it. We can talk about it, though. Someone was like, they shouldn't release the trailer at all. Just release it after the movie comes out. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I would be okay with this. I know I'm already going to watch this movie. You don't need to give me a trailer. Yeah. All like the promises of the leaks and stuff, there's, there's already enough buzz around this movie. You don't need a trailer, right? This is Tom Holland's last one too, right? Supposedly. Is it? Right? I feel like they're going to renegotiate. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I think they'll figure something out. How many Spider-Man movies do you really want to do? Like, as Tom Holland, I mean, not like everybody. Just like, I don't know, how many is he going to do? I don't know, man. At this point, I'd like want to be the next Hugh Jackman where like, I've done so many. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be the one who holds the title at like 12 or 13. What's the most anyone's done? I think it's Hugh Jackman with like nine or something, right? Some ridiculous number like I that. I think it's Hugh Jackman. Uh, the most of it, like any person to play a comic book character in like, the most movies or whatever. I mean, he's done pretty much all the X-Men movies. He had his own standalone movie. And he's appeared in like multiple standalones, right? Yeah, there are multiple Wolverine movies. I think live action, it's Hugh Jackman. But if you're talking about like voice stuff, I oh. think Kevin Kevin, Kevin Conroy's Conroy, got him for beat. sure. Yeah, for sure. But uh, you know, I'm talking live action. Live action has anyone done more than three Spider Mans? Feels like the cap at three, right? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Garfield yeah, did three. Tobey Maguire did three, and now we're gonna get at least three from Tom Holland, maybe more. Garfield only did two. Oh, two. That's right. Sorry. Absolutely. Yeah, so... I mean, technically, Holland has already appeared more than three times, but he hasn't done three standalone movies. Uh, what? Because he was in... Uh, Civil War. He was in both the yeah, Infinity War and Endgame. So, technically, he's appeared five times already. Mm-hmm. True. That's fair enough. Anyway, this is a What We've Been Watching episode. So, we're just going to go around the room, tell people what we've been watching... If it's good, if it's bad, if it's ugly. We haven't done one of these in a while, so we have a lot of things yeah, to potentially talk about. We're not, we're not going to talk about all of it, but yeah, there's there's a couple things I think that I want to highlight in the last couple months since we've done one of these. I guess, should I start? Yeah, you can start if you want. You want to start, right. Derek? One thing I do want to talk about, and I think it's something that maybe Jeff has an opinion on, is it's something that I think we kind of miss. You know, there's a lot of movies that came out in July. We didn't get to talk about this, but I, I do kind of want to take a second to talk a little bit about the Snake Eyes movie. I don't even know if I could say I had fun watching the movie, wow. per se. I am a Snake Eyes defender. I like this movie, actually. Okay. It's not bad, but I'll defer to you first. I, I want to hear what you have to say about it. I mean, I was pretty excited about the movie just because I do love the actors like Henry Golding and Andrew Koji, Samara Weaving. I like the idea of an origin movie, right? Uh, in, in the sense that it's a different take on the Snake Eyes character than I think we've seen in like the previous G.I. Joe movies. 
And, and compared to the other G.I. Joe movies, I mean, it's definitely better than Retaliation. But I am definitely an apologist for Rise of Cobra. Just because I think that movie is batshit crazy and just, like, fun and, like, just silly. And I'll defend it for that. I don't think it's particularly, like, very good, but I will defend it on that. Stand? Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Cobra Commander. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> Fucking, yeah, yeah. Nutty Nuttiest casting I've ever yes. seen in my life. That's awesome. So yes. weird. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> but I found this movie, maybe the action wasn't as thrilling as I wanted it to be. The storyline is just so convoluted. And I know you're going to bring this up, Jeff, but like the actual character of Snake Eyes is really not a character that you really can root for in this movie. And I understand it's an origin, right? By the end of this movie, he like he takes a turn, right? And he, he becomes the hero of the story. But like, I, I don't know. It, it's really hard for me to root for this character for most of this movie. Dude, he's such a prick in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he is the villain of this movie. This is a fucking Storm Shadow movie. This is not a Snake Eyes movie. Let me tell you that, like, straight up. He is very, very unlikable in this movie. He, like, brown noses his way into Storm Shadow's clan. He fucks everything up. He's, like, this double agent within the Arashikige clan or whatever it's called. And he just fucks everything up for Storm Shadow. You feel bad for the guy, man. Like, yeah. This- interloper like appropriating his culture and like stealing all his cool toys in the end he gets away with all of it i mean spoiler alert storm shadow gets kicked out of his own clan and snake eyes gets like a cushy government military job what is that before watching this movie i thought by the end of this movie okay this is quote unquote origin this is going to lead us into like potential maybe gi joe spinoffs this is how snake eyes becomes snake eyes right but even by the end of this movie, he doesn't become Snake Eyes. Right? He doesn't become the version of Snake Eyes that we know, right? The guy who's mute, the guy who is actually part of the Joes. It's like this pandering to the audience. Oh, we gave you some of his secrets, but there's still some more before we introduce him into the G.I. Joe universe. It's like, I, I'm sorry, you, you only had enough runway for like one movie. I don't think I want to give you two to tell his, his origin story. Uh, I don't know how you felt about that, Jeff. I don't know. I mean, this is quite a disposable movie. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I I enjoyed watching it just because I changed my perspective watching it, watching it as a Storm Shadow movie rather than a Snake Eyes movie. But I don't know. I, I, I do agree. I do think they're running out of chances to give this franchise. This movie did not do well at the box office, let me tell you that. So, I mean, how attached are you to G.I. Joe, Derek? Sorry, Jeff, I didn't mean to cut you. I mean, I, I didn't watch too much G.I. Joe when I was young, but I did collect a lot of the toys. Like, that was, like, one set of toys that I, I used to love as a kid. So, like, I had Snake Eyes. I had, like, Duke. I had, like, a lot of these toys. So, like, I don't have, like, a, a connection in a sense, like, story-wise, but, like, nostalgia, like a childhood's nostalgia, I do have some kind of connection. And is this a reboot of the, like, 2013 like, is no, I don't think it has any the... association with any of that. They're not taking that as some kind of like, oh, we're we're telling his origin, so it ends up at that point. I don't think that. I think yeah. this is a whole new, like, yeah. It's a new actor playing Snake Eyes. It's a new actress playing Scarlet, so... New actor playing Storm Shadow. Yeah, total reboot here. Okay, so complete reboot. And like, this is what they're starting with. Like, this is the first G.I. Joe movie in this new universe or whatever. Yeah, maybe first and yeah. maybe even last. I mean... I think yeah. I think it's probably going to be the last. I don't. I don't know if they're going to do another one of these. Uh, R.I.P. Branch off this tangent. I mean, we, we were mentioning Samara Weaving. Uh, I also caught the first three episodes, and there's only three episodes of the Hulu series um, Nine Perfect Strangers, uh, the new David E. Kelly show starring Oh my God, Nicole Kidman, Melissa McCarthy. I mean this this show is like stacked with stars, right? Michael Shannon, Luke Evans, Samara Weaving, as I mentioned. Bobby Carnavale, Regina Hall. Have you either of you seen this? No. I think there's like some buzz around it, but I don't even know what it's about. So it's, it's kind of what it the show's called, right? Nine Perfect Strangers. It's like these nine people kind of end up at this resort, um, this very expensive resort where they are coping with dramatic issues in their in their lives. You know, one person is uh, their career is in shambles. One is like an ex football player that is now a drug addict. Three of the people are a family that are dealing with the suicide of their son slash brother and a couple different others. 
I, I mean, I was really interested because the show is stacked, right? Like, like I said, like it has like a really great cast, and I thought it'd be interesting. I, I feel like the first two episodes are very slow and not as grabbing as I would want it to be. Like, you know, the last David E. Kelly show that I saw was Big Little Lies, which was instantly for me was like a draw, and I really love that show. The first season, I mean, the second season is questionable, but I definitely wanted to give this a try because it had Nicole Kidman and. By the third episode, it does pick up a little bit. I think I will stay with it, but I definitely don't think this is for everybody. And uh, if you're looking for like a drama, like maybe like a little bit more slow burning drama where it has a lot of like character stuff and interactions between all all of our characters, if that sounds like your jam, I I think you might like this, but I definitely don't think this is for everybody. It sounds like emotionally manipulative Drek. That's all I can say. I think a lot of people are panning this. I don't think a lot of people like this show that much. I've been reading a bunch of stuff on it, but I haven't watched it, so I I don't know. But that's a good cast. It seems like if you're into this giant, sprawling cast of like big stars, then it might be right up your alley. I don't know. I mean, that's what definitely drew me in. I might give it like one or two more episodes, and then we'll see. Jeff, did you say you saw Hacks or no? I didn't watch Hacks, but I've heard great things about it. I've heard Jean Smart is great. Yeah. Um, Ooh. She was great in Watchmen. She's great in Mayor of Easttown. Mm-hmm. She's just a great actress. You bring up those three things. I think I like her the most in this series. I think this is the perfect role for her. Uh, this really quippy, really snarky leading woman. She plays a aging vegas resident resident as in like she's a comedic resident at a casino but she's kind of on the out right because she's older and her career is like on the the downhill slope and she brings in this younger uh comedic writer to kind of help boost her her act in a way to hopefully maybe kind of gain an audience again and or keep her residency at this casino i think the interaction between her and hannah ebender who plays the character of Ava, I think their relationship is great on this show. Like, I've come to realize that it's basically a love story, but it's not like a sexual relationship, but this is like a platonic relationship that I think by the end of it, like, these are two people that do care about each other and care about the relationship that they've built over this this season. I think this show is hilarious. I definitely recommend this to anybody. Okay, I think I could bring up something at least me and Jeff have seen. Pretty much right before this episode, I did catch the new HBO Max uh, premiere of uh, Reminiscence. This movie is not great. This is another uh, Lisa Joy, or I guess this is her directorial debut, right? Yeah, it has nothing to do with Jonathan Nolan. So if you don't know, Lisa Joy is uh, a writer and producer on Westworld. She created it with uh, Jonathan Nolan, uh, Christopher Nolan's brother, so... They created Westworld, and this is her directorial debut. And I will defend this movie because (laughs) it fucking flops hard at the box office, cost $68 million to make, made $2 million on its opening weekend, so pretty much DOA. But this movie is not good. I don't think it's a good movie. I I agree with you, Derek, but it's a noir detective story with technology sci-fi element to it and it's an original idea so i can get behind that i think there's i mean i guess there's a reason no one's making these kinds of movies anymore because they flop but this is kind of in the vein of christopher nolan kind of but it's definitely not as creative the hook doesn't sell itself i think the hook where they've invented this machine where you can like revisit your memories in this tank it's just not very interesting and they don't really do anything with it but they don't really tell stories like this anymore so i i can get behind it i like hugh jackman i like rebecca ferguson it's just that nothing really comes together with this movie yeah it's interesting because i think maybe there is a compliment here that we can maybe say like Lisa Joy reined it in a little bit right like you know this movie could have like went batshit crazy with its themes and its its premise and, and the whole technology thing like sometimes I think Westworld does right uh, when it comes to the ideas of that show and like trying to like create this mystery box and I think this is very straight through a little bit by the numbers with just like a unique kind of sci-fi premise I personally think that maybe it would have benefited a little bit more with loopy memory slash like playing with time like I know they like to do 
um, or she likes to do with Westworld. I think the middle of this movie, like a majority of this movie was very slow and very boring to me. The one thing I do like is the ending. I like the the resolution when he has like that final reveal, not to spoil anything because I know this movie is still pretty new, but I I think you're right. It just doesn't really come together very well. Yeah, it's just okay. Yeah. I still do think that day and date is just a horrible, horrible idea. The more I think about it, I think... Warner Brothers is really suffering with their releases. I think I don't think this movie would have done well either way, but the fact that it's on HBO Max and for free is is a big problem. And I'm beginning to really be convinced that that's the big problem with the Suicide Squad too. I mean, to play devil's advocate here a little bit with that idea, then like, I mean, I think a movie like this, if it came out in theaters, it would have just bombed hard. Is there like something to be said about this is opening up on HBO Max and maybe being seen by more people than actually would have seen this movie in theaters? I don't know, but that doesn't count towards the box office. It doesn't. I don't know. And there was no promotion for this movie. The only reason I knew it existed was because we did a rundown a couple months ago of like all of HBO's slate for the year. That's right. Yeah. This day and date was exciting. I was like, oh, let's see what they're all releasing at the same time as theatrical. And this was part of the the run-up, right? And yeah. this is the only reason it was on my radar. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, this movie's out? And then I clicked play, and I was like, all right, this is kind of very, very middling. Yeah. Another one of those, actually, is Malignant. I, like, just saw an ad for it. Yeah. It's like the James Wan direct to HBO Max slash, you know, day and date release. I had no idea what this movie was about. I didn't even remember it was coming to HBO Max. I was really excited for this because it's like being sold as James Wan's take on uh, Giallo horror, like Italian retro horror. And I'm a big fan of that stuff. I love Suspiria. I love Dario Argento, things like Deep Red. I love that stuff. But the trailer looks bad. I think the trailer looks pretty bad and if they're gonna stick with day and date i think this is gonna be another casualty on the pile of bodies there (laughs) so i'm just surprised we haven't seen anything about matrix 4 where's the trailer where's the teaser when's it coming out it's supposed to come out the end of this year like what yeah that's insane i don't know if we're gonna get it honestly i don't know like and if they push it does that mean like they're not gonna release it on hbo max you know what i mean like the only promise, I think, 2021 releases, right? They're going to be day and date. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder what happened if they if they push this I mean, movie. It's, it's barely 2021, right? It's December 22nd or something, yeah. right? So It's not even like a teaser or trailer. It's like zero promotional material at all. Like zero mm-hmm. buzz. No one's talking about it. So is it just that bad or? I don't know if it's bad. I have, I just don't know. I, there's, it's just not on anyone's radar, I guess. I don't know. Every once in a while, I'll see a tweet. And I was like, hey, where's Matrix 4? I'm like, where's the trailer? Where's the teaser? Where's like the publicity stills? Nothing. I mean, the Matrix is 20 years ago. And a lot of people feel kind of mixed on the second and third movie in that trilogy. And the Kowskis haven't been putting out like a string of bangers since. So maybe it's just past its time i'm hype on it i mean hey i'm excited for it too i like a lot of the Lukowski stuff i'm also a speed racer defender yeah <laughs> i get it i'm with you but i feel like maybe a lot of people aren't i don't know it's like wait the matrix four so the first one was amazing and then you did two that were kind of meh and like you've done a lot of stuff since then which gives me very little confidence you're going to recapture the magic of that first one so why am i getting super excited for it there's definitely that question of, like, did they wait too long, right? Or is, like, do people still care about well, the Matrix? One of the siblings isn't even doing it, right? The other sister? I yeah. Forget. Is, it, is it Lana who's doing it? Yeah, L- Lana's the one who's doing it. Lily is not involved in this. All right. Well, what have you guys been watching? I watched Coda. I mean, I saw Coda back in March for Sundance, but uh, they dropped it on Apple TV+, and more people are talking about it now. Some awards buzz. So the movie is called CODA. It stands for Child of Deaf Adults. And this is like a very, very crowd-pleasing movie. So it's about this this girl who whose whole family is deaf, and she's really into singing. And she's also serving as like their primary interpreter in their 
small Boston town. So she's like torn between her love for singing and like the responsibilities she has as like the interpreter for her family. Really, really sweet movie. I really liked it a lot. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I haven't. I haven't. Only because I like stopped my Apple Plus subscription a while back. <laughs> I think I'll pick it up soon because I, I exactly know when I'm going to pick it up. It's it's when Ted Lasso Season 2 is like completely done and I can like <laughs> just binge it all. And then I will also watch Coda. Well, that's another thing you've been watching, Ted Lasso. What do you yeah, think? dude, I love the first season. I'm just like, I do really want to watch it, but I was just like, no, I'll just wait. I'll wait until I can binge it and then I'll watch it all. I'll watch Coda. I'll watch, you know. Some other things I know I'm missing. I also want to check out Schmigadoon. Coda and Ted Lasso, kind of in the same vein. Like, very uplifting, positive. Feel good. Yeah, okay, Feel cool. good, yeah. I didn't realize Ted Lasso was uplifting. That is not the impression I yeah. got about it. It is super it feel is. good. Yeah, super, super feel Very, good. very wholesome show, yeah. I think. I think that's what it's basically known for. And that's why I love it. That's exactly why I love it. And both are seeing some backlash in the discourse. It's like, hmm, Ted Lasso's positivity sucks or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> Coda is bad deaf representation, which I I do agree somewhat. There are issues with the representation there. But like, here's the thing about the Coda backlash, because I think it's coexisting very peacefully with people who love the movie. So I think it's a rare example of when like people who are criticizing the movie aren't really stepping on the toes of the people who love the movie. And trust me, there are a lot of people who love this movie. So I, I do hope more people see it because I do feel like Apple TV kind of botched the launch of this movie. I only knew about it because I watched it at Sundance and I knew that they were going to drop it on Apple TV at this date. But talking to people in real life, they're like, I don't I don't know what that is. I've, I've never even heard of it. So I'm hoping for more people to get their eyeballs on this. It's, it's, it's a great feel good movie. I watched the new horror movie, The Night House with Rebecca Hall. One of my favorite horror movies this year is really, really good, actually. Break it down for us, Jeff. Because I, I was interested in this. It's just I've been slammed the last two weeks. So that's why, like, everything I feel like yeah. I'm talking about is, like, not from the last two weeks. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in this. So, so sell me on this one. So it all depends. What are your feelings about jump scares? Do you like jump scares? Do you hate jump scares? Oh, I'm cool with jump scares. Yeah. You're cool I mean, jump I, scares? I hate them in the moment. But <laughs> you, you, hate them you know, appreciate the artistry afterwards. I you know, I know plenty of people, and then there's nothing wrong with this. Like that don't like horror movies because they don't want to be scared, right? They don't like the idea of like something raising their heartbeat for like a quick second. But uh, I mean, I Amir uh, said I like them after the fact. <laughs> All right, this is pretty much jump scare the movie. So it's like the ring. Is it like the ring in that sense? Because I remember that was pretty jump scary in that movie. I think the ring is pretty scary. I don't know if this is scarier than the ring, but. Okay. This is like relentless jump scares. There's so many jump scares, but they're all done really, really well. They're not cheap at all. Like, it's a testament to the film's artistry where it can throw so many jump scares at you without feeling cheap. There's like one stretch of like three minutes where it's like seven jump scares in a row. It's fucking Mm -hmm. insane. Um, I think the lady next to me in the theater was, like, having a panic attack. She was like, <laughs> <laughs> gonna fucking breathe into, like, a paperback or something. But, but yeah, Rebecca Hall is phenomenal in this. She's so good. I think she's always, like, the most interesting part of whatever she's in. Yeah. Um, I thought she was great in Iron Man 3. She's great in that uh, Christine Chubbuck mm-hmm. Christine. movie. Christine, she was really good in that. She's great in The Prestige. So good. One of the best performances yeah. in that movie. Yeah, that is great. Yeah, she's always solid, and I love seeing her things. It's just sometimes you—I I don't know if it's like she's not offered the roles, or she's just chosen not to take on more kind of like bigger roles than I think she's done the last couple of years. Like I—I I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I—I I always love seeing her in in anything she's in. Yeah, I don't know. This is a very very good uh, vehicle for her. It's about this woman who uh, whose husband commits suicide, and. Um, like what horror movie is about grief, right? So mm-hmm. she's like dealing with the, the death of her husband, and then she thinks her house is haunted. Like their wedding song plays on the speakers downstairs without anyone turning them on. She hears footsteps. There's like bloody footprints on the dock, and then she's like investigating what's going on with her husband's stuff. What kind of dark secrets he's harboring? Uh, very typical horror stuff, but the way it like goes about it is very very well done. I mean, Derek, you might get a kick out of it because there's 
a bunch of architecture stuff in it. <laughs> a lot of the jump scares have to do with like uh, negative spaces within the home. Oh, cool. Just really unique things you've never seen before. And it's really, really cool. I think the third act kind of loses me a little bit, going a little too conventional, but I, I, I really like this. Um, if you're, if you're into like horror stuff, this is, this is, this is a good one. Uh, anything else you've been watching, Jeff? Not really. I watched Shang-Chi. Can't really talk about it yet. I know. We will cover it and I'm so looking forward to it. So yeah. Did I hype you up enough? <laughs> I think, I mean, I was already pretty hyped, but if anyone doesn't know, I mean, if they're not following the news, like, it's been genuinely pretty positive feedback from like the early screenings from critics and everything. So yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely excited. The embargo lifted today. Oh, is oh, your dude, review out no. by the time? This yeah, my my review's okay. up. So if you want to spoil yourself, read Jeff's review first. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. More spoiler heavy than my typical review. I think. I think there's definitely stuff I really wanted to talk about in the review. You just um, kind of had so. to. So fair warning. Fair warning. Yeah. Read Jeff's review. Okay. But, like, all the stuff I spoil is, like, within the first five minutes of the movie. But if you don't want to know oh, any of that okay. stuff, don't read it. But I, I thought it was funny that it opened at, like, 94%, and then Simu Liu was, like, my parents just texted me, they're like, what happened to the other 6% or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um, it's a good name. And, like, if you read my review, it's kind of, like, the themes that the, the movie's playing on, you know? Like, yeah. Like, with Asian parents and... I mean, not everyone's dad is like the Mandarin, but yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> do not write off this movie because of the trailer, because I do think all the trailers are pretty bad. Mm -hmm. The CGI in the trailers look horrible, but they actually look really good in the uh, in the final product, especially like the ten rings. I'm I'm talking specifically about the the rings. Nice. The third act nonsense, not so much, but a lot of the action is really great in this. So I'm I'm excited for everyone to watch it. I'm excited for you guys to watch it, so we can. Talk full spoilers, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad to hear that you liked it. I was. I really wanted this movie to be good, so I'm. I'm glad that. It yeah. Speaking of Marvel things, I've been watching the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer just dropped like ten minutes ago. <laughs> Did it really? Did it really? Yeah, I didn't see it yet, but no uh, way. You guys want to take a look at this? Let's see what we think. At Spider-Man movie blue chick account on Twitter, twelve minutes ago was like, watch the official teaser trailer. It's like almost three minutes long. Oh, you think you're gonna release the fucking fucker version of our shit? All right, here's the real version. <laughs> oh, are we watching this right now? I'm gonna react. No, no, no. Well, let's just watch it. and We'll talk about it afterwards. Yeah, we'll talk about it. All right, all right, all right. Oh, look at this. This is a good one. Some suggest that Parker's powers include the male spider's ability to hypnotize females. Stop! Come on. <laughs> yes, my spider lord. <laughs> Can we just, like, stay up here all day? It is so crazy down there. That's right, folks. Spider-Man is, in fact, Peter Parker. Listen, I did not kill Mysterio. The drones did. The drones that are yours. Does any part of you feel relieved about all this? What do you mean? Now that everybody knows, you don't really have to hide or lie to people. For the record, I never wanted to lie to you. Like, how do you tell someone that you're Spider-Man? Now everybody knows. But this isn't about me. This is hurting a lot of people. I've just been thinking about how to fix all of this. So, Peter, to what do I owe the pleasure? I'm sorry to bother you, sir. Please, we saved half the universe together. I think we're beyond you calling me, sir. Okay, Steven. That feels weird, but I'll allow it. When Mysterio revealed my identity, my entire life got screwed up. I was wondering if maybe you could make it so that he never did. Strange. Don't cast that spell. It's too dangerous. Fine. I won't. The entire world is about to forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Wait, everyone? Can't some people still know? That's not how the spell works. So MJ's gonna forget about everything we've ever been through. Stop tampering with the spell. Oh my god, Ned, he's my best friend. Oh, my Aunt May should really stop know. talking. What just happened? We tampered with the stability of space-time. Multiverse is a concept about which we know frighteningly little. 
problem is you trying to live two different lives. The longer you do it, the more dangerous it becomes. Be careful what you wish for, Parker. Hello, Peter. That's an insane cameo. What so, okay, wait, hold on. Let's let's just frame this so that we okay. So we are taking a little aside, right? Breaking news, right? Literally while we're recording this, the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer just dropped. So I guess we all just took a second to watch it. it took three minutes to watch it, and we're just going to talk about it. So if you haven't seen it, or you're trying to stay away with, from it, I guess uh, skip ahead a couple minutes, like five ten minutes. But um, yeah, let's talk about this. <laughs> That's insane because uh, we were just talking about, even before we, this recording, talking about like how the leaked trailer came out and me and Amir, you know, didn't really watch it. But I guess this is the official trailer so we could talk about it. I guess the first thing I'm taken aback by is that like, does this not tie into Loki? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't oh, really mention Loki huh. or any of those developments at all. Because it seems like what Peter and Doctor Strange do causes a multiverse rather than what I expected. I thought Loki caused the multiverse and it was going to be a ramification in these movies. I don't know. I I feel like Marvel wouldn't really do that. They do like things to be a little more self-contained. Like uh-huh. if you just have a big movie come out and you got to watch like a whole TV series beforehand. Uh, they're not going to do that. Yeah, but right. I was distracted the entire time I was watching this trailer. It's got this stupid subtitle captions right? all over it. Like, what is Why? that? It's like, very bizarre. It's like one of those YouTube music videos where it has like the text that's like animated and it's like floating around the characters and stuff. It's really, really distracting. And first of all, this trailer's not on YouTube, so it's on Twitter's native stupid player. Yeah. It's in like 120p or some shit. It's fucking dog <laughs> yeah, shit so, quality. So terrible. So I, I like, I, I couldn't get the full effect out of this, but I don't know. Looks, looks interesting. Taking place right after Far From Home, where Mysterio outs Peter Parker's identity. I guess. Yeah. And, I mean, it looks like they capture him. It looks like there's ramifications to what had happened in uh, Far From Home. Yeah, I, I'm still stuck on this whole Loki thing. <laughs> like, I really thought, like, I had a little bit of a grasp of, like, where Marvel was heading. But, like, if it really does kind of neglect Loki, then what the fuck was the point of Loki, right? I don't know. If you had fun watching Loki, it's fine. I don't know. They'll just end up in the same place. That's right. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're right. You know, there has to be an explanation for anyone who doesn't watch Loki. Like, you know, like this is a convenient movie explanation for why there's a multiverse, right? Also, Doctor Strange kind of an idiot in this, I feel. <laughs> That's really funny, yeah. I mean, you're the Sorcerer Supreme now. Shouldn't you know better than to, like, tamper with the multiverse and, like, yeah, man. erase and everyone t- on the planet's memories and shit? That's, and like, shit like that. Up. Yeah, definitely the kind of thing that you could tell would be a bad idea before he does it and he does it anyway so Wong's like don't do it and he's like okay I'm I'll I'm still gonna do it <laughs> yeah. right so a little underwhelming uh I mean we get Doc Ock we got Alfred Molina well, we back Alfred Molina Doc Ock yes. that's, that's for me that's the yeah. highlight of the trailer yeah, yeah for sure that's I mean, so we crazy see a, we see a goblin bomb so like are we getting, yeah exactly are we getting? I think we're getting, we must be getting a green goblin yeah. It's gotta be Willem Dafoe. Please, it's gotta be, right? Please be Willem Dafoe. Yeah, right? not, it's gotta yeah, be not the other Dafoe. one. I, I'm something of a cameo myself, right? Like, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna show up. I mean, I'm a little miffed that they did this after the embargo lifted on Shang-Chi the same day. You know, like, I kind of wish our reviews got a little more time to breathe. Stepping on his toes a little bit. You don't think this is a reaction to the leak, though? More than, like... They almost like their hand was a little bit forced in this. In this I regard. feel like they were going to do this no matter what. I feel like Tom Holland was teasing it already yesterday. Mm. I don't know. Who knows? I I mean, this could have been tomorrow. It would have been fine. Right. They're very diligent in scrubbing those leaked videos. All right. So funny thing. When I was watching the leaked trailer, it was so grainy and shitty. I was like, did they just green screen all of Doctor Strange's sanctum? It's like, there are no textures, it's all white. 
<laughs> and I was like, it's like that in the trailer. So I was like, oh, I guess it's all iced over or something. I was like, oh, yeah, I was yeah. surprised that 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 was there too, because I was like, oh, they must have not put in the textures. Yeah, but apparently that's not the case. No, nope. he's just uh, he's just having a snow day. Yeah, I guess so. So like, you know, they're doing some more de aging, right? Yeah, because Alfred Molina Alfred definitely Molina looks younger, does not yeah. look like that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. There's a little so. de aging on him. Yeah, I mean, if it is William Dafoe, I would imagine that they'll probably maybe de age him a little bit too. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that was just our initial reactions to the teaser, and uh, you know, if it's not on YouTube yet by the time this this episode comes out, it is on Twitter, so you can definitely find it there. But Amir, let's let's go back to uh, what you've been watching. So, what have I been watching? Probably some stuff that you guys. Well, no, there's definitely some things you guys have seen. Like our Fast Nine uh, coverage made me go back and rewatch all of those movies. I also went back and rewatched not all of them, but I did definitely go back and rewatch Tokyo Drift. Okay, because of uh, our. our our, our conversation about Fast Nine, yeah. Um, Tokyo Drift is is pretty good. Tokyo Drift is pretty good. Still, still had fun with it. A lot of fun with it. I think people are unfairly harsh on two. Two still fun. I don't know why everybody hates two. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I still hate it. <laughs> I don't get it, man. Two is fine. Amir, you rewatched all of them. Uh, yeah. Oh, damn. I I started from one. That's dude. commitment. Yeah, That's man. also because you haven't seen, like, what was it, like, six, seven, eight, right? Right, yeah, yeah. So those were new to me, right? Or, yeah, I, I think at, at the very least seven and eight were new. I think maybe I'd seen six. I don't really remember. But, yeah, like, going back and seeing these again, one's fun. You can see why they did a franchise of it. And, like, I still think two's okay. I guess everyone hates two because they kind of decide to sort of pivot after that. And then it's only in four that they really decide that this is going to be, like, a Vin Diesel franchise, right? Yeah, Vin Diesel family franchise, or whatever right? Because he's yeah. not because he's actually he's in one, then he's not in two, and he shows up at the very end of three, and it's only in four where they're like, oh, let's get that gang back together. Um, and then five is just five is still the pinnacle of the series, by the way. Five's really yeah. good. Five, yeah, five, I think, I think five is just really good. Five is excellent. Five is just great. And then I think I think six, seven, and eight are probably like in that order. Yeah, exactly. I think that's exactly <laughs> it. I think in that order, six, seven, And then, eight. Of, of course, the nine then also. Nine might be a little better than eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really? No, Interesting. I, I, I think agree so. <laughs> I think so. I think, I think eight is one of the worst. Yeah, one of the worst in the series. It, it's it's between two and eight, Fair I enough. think, for me. <laughs> it's a bit of a downer. It's weird. I don't know. It's like a kind of odd film. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm hoping that with ten, which is a two-parter, which is insane. Yeah, it's technically 10, 10 and 11, 10, 11, I guess. Yeah, 10 and 11. Hopefully they can recapture some of the magic of 5, or at least put the series to bed with a fitting end, sort of the way they did for Paul Walker in uh, uh, in 6. Fast tenure seatbelts. And fast tenure, <laughs> oh, and fast tenure seatbelts again. <laughs> God, Those I are the final two installments. You hate it. God. <laughs> Uh, I don't think they're going to do that, uh, but it would be very funny if they did. Uh, I don't I know. I would man. die if they did I'm that. Buy you dinner or something. So that's fucking. That, that'd be a fucking great call if they if they did. <laughs> I don't think they're going to go for. I, I I honestly don't think they're going to go for that, man. Because it's a very good try. <laughs> um, Is it really that far of a stretch? They did F eight of the Furious. Fate yeah, the, of the Fate Furious. Of the Furious I mean. They did. They did. <laughs> they did. Yeah, but seatbelts is not a seatbelt kind of kind of kind of franchise. <laughs> Fast ten up, right? Fast and uh, up. Oh, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm skeptical. Oh god! At least it's shorter, right? It's like not fasten your seatbelt. Like that's that's I a feel little. Like you don't want your action movie to have seatbelts in the title. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> yeah, right. So I don't think safety is the primary concern in these movies. Um, these people don't wear seatbelts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How are they supposed to climb on top of the roof of their cars if they're wearing seatbelts, guys? Come on. <laughs> How do you get How do you hit by another car, car, car and get amnesia if you're wearing a seatbelt? Like, yeah, those are those are good to go back to. They're fun. They're good movies. What else am I watching? Oh, Rick and Morty. Have you guys been keeping up with that? Yeah, I have. I'm all caught up. What do you think of this season? Not great. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Ooh, wow. Okay, you're more negative on it than I was. I liked quite a bit of it. Um, what did you? I think it's a far cry from it's just not as fresh. The height of the show is just not as fresh. I think we're kind of running out of ideas. Let's see what episodes 
there have been. All right, I think the first half is okay. Yeah, uh, I think I'm, But the I last think... couple have been not oh, that so maybe great. That's what it is. I don't think I've seen seven or eight or something. So like maybe maybe it's just the last two take a dive and I haven't seen those yet. It's it's a little mixed in the first five or six, but there's some good ones in it. Um, have you seen any of it, Derek? I think I've seen the very first episode, and I, I don't even remember what it is. Remind me what the first episode was. Do you guys remember? Uh, the Namor parody. What? Dude coming from the sea. Mr. Nimbus, King of the Ocean. Okay, oh. I love that episode, by the way. Yeah, it's great. I didn't really like Mr. Nimbus, but I really love the B-plot, where Morty keeps going into the, the dimension where the time Dude, is so great. That was it's very clever. It's so funny. Oh, so that's great. That's the funniest part of the whole one. episode. Maybe the whole season. I, I really, really think that's funny. I absolutely love that. And then Jessica becomes like a fucking being out of time or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, fucking hilarious. I think that actually might be the height of the season. <laughs> the first one? Yeah, I, I do like that. I, that's a great one. I like the decoy episode too, though. That's episode two. That's a good okay, one. Okay, I like the decoy episodes. I, I don't think that's like really getting into the how cookie cutter the, the episodes have been lately. I think I think that one's still good. Okay, three's Captain Planet I think the, parody. The Captain Planet was just okay. I didn't really it, like. It's a, it was a like little flat. You're like, you wish they'd done more of it. It's like, why did yeah. they? What were they gonna do with this? It was just like kind of eh. Allison Brie as a Planetina though. That was that was fun. That was good. The giant incest baby was stupid. I didn't yeah, really like that episode. Yeah. And then the the Hellraiser episode. Yeah, it was okay. I thought it was clever. I think they just the, the gag went on for too long. Yeah, that was alright. The Thanksgiving one with the turkeys was kind of a dud. I didn't like that one either. Oh really? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess there's still a couple more. Yeah, I just don't think it's as clever as it used to be. They're on a little hiatus. Yeah, they're on a little hiatus. There's only one episode left. That's the season finale. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a two-parter, I think, though, right? Yeah, a two-parter, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. It's not quite as good as it used to be. Okay, it's not like I rush out and watch it first thing as soon as it drops, but like... It used to be, though. Right, I agree. I still enjoy watching it. I'm still going to watch it. I don't know. I think this season has been more absurd than clever, and I've always liked the show's cleverness more than how mm. crazy and zany it was, you know? Yeah. It seems like they put a lot of energy and effort into writing, like, meta-commentary and doing really cool things with the story structure. And here there's just, like, absurd. Giant incest babies, turkey zombies, and things like that. It's just a little, uh, not as clever as it used to be. You swing as things you're not always gonna hit, right? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's. I think they've switched up the writers' room. I think like a lot of things are going on, and like I don't know. I mean, it's true. Maybe it's people true. are finding their feet. I don't know. I mean, I'm still watching it. I'm not like I haven't just dropped it yet. Although I feel like I could see myself dropping it very suddenly next season. Do you know what I mean? Like not yeah. not like if there's no buzz. I don't know if it doesn't improve. I guess I might just be like, all right, I'm actually kind of bored with this, and then you just kind of drop it and don't go back to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I don't read anything that's like, oh, Rick and Morty is back, baby, you know, like, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be super stoked to catch up with it week after week, you know? It's not appointment viewing anymore. Right. Like, I like it, and I'm a couple, I'm two weeks behind, you know what I mean? So, like, I can imagine if you're not even a big fan, you could definitely be like, wait, that that's even out, you know? So. I mean, we've got five seasons of this. Yeah. I, I don't look a gift horse in the mouth, right? You yeah. Know, we got a lot of good stuff from this, and. Maybe it's run its course. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Hopefully they can pull things back a little bit. So we'll probably do a what-if episode, right? Yeah, we'll do a what-if episode. I think, yeah, we'll, we'll look forward to one maybe in the near... Either It's going to either be at the halfway point of the series, or maybe we'll wait till the end and we'll just talk, kind of talk about all of them generally, just because they don't really connect, right? They're all kind of standalone episodes kind of set in the None MCU. None of your precious continuity, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> I guess just to give it, you know, general thoughts of... The first two episodes, I guess, that have been released. I think we all agree that the second episode is better than the first. Way better than the first. Yeah. Not to say I didn't like episode one. I think Captain Carter is a cool concept. I think she's going to be... Well, they're going to bring her back, right? I think they're actually going to continue the storyline. Oh, that's interesting. Standalone episode. At first, I thought they were just going to be standalone. Yeah, I thought they were standalone. Absolutely. They're actually going to make her like... uh, recurring character and thread huh i mean not to give anything away the second episode even itself kind of teases that there's there's another story coming right i don't know if that means it's another story coming this season 
or if it's another story that's going to come in a, in another season, right? Because we don't, I don't know what the stories are for this season. They're not both in the same universe, right? Because that would be kind of stupid. No, I don't think no, so. No, 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 no. I think the voice acting is just okay. Some of the characters, the the actors fare way better than others. I think mm-hmm. Haley Atwell's really good. Yeah. I think Chadwick Boseman's, he's okay. He's all right. It's good and weird to hear his voice again. Yeah. And Sebastian Stan and uh, Dominic Cooper are not so good. He's very man. I think there's definitely a big difference whether people have experience in like a recording booth or not. And maybe like Haley Atwell's got like this this natural charisma that translates really well, but not everyone who's great on screen is good in a recording booth. And I think this this series really shows that. Yeah. But like it's all it's all pretty slight, right? I don't think the runtimes help. I think like the twenty five minutes, thirty minutes. I wanna see more, right? Yeah. I wanna see like a forty five minute Yeah, I like you're putting such a big spin on the thing that like you wanna see just a little bit more, a little more substance. It's like, oh, it's over? I want to see more of these characters. Maybe just a, another 10, 15 minutes, you know? Yeah, I tend to agree with Jeff on this one. I think there's a lot of heavy lifting on, like, if you've seen these movies already. And I guess that you wouldn't be watching this if you haven't. But I think it heavily relies... Yeah, I relies, think you just be confused. Yeah, it heavily relies on your knowledge of the movie already and, like, plays with that knowledge. Versus, like, if, if it is someone who comes into this, like very like blank or you know not having seen any of those movies i think you wouldn't get those same emotional like um character beats uh like it wouldn't it wouldn't hit as 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 much as i think it does because we do have that background with whatever the story is already right like i i rem- i love captain america the first avenger i remember a lot of those emotional beats and this first what if definitely plays on those a lot so if you don't have a relationship with Captain America First Avenger, I just don't think the first episode works as well. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't mean anything to you. And I don't know, in my criticisms, like, I don't know, box or whatever, it doesn't really change that much. So if you remember it, you're just like, oh, this is just like, they just swapped two characters kind of. Like, I don't know, I wasn't impressed with uh, their hypothetical or whatever. Whereas at least in two, it's like, oh, they did something kind of different here and it makes sense. Like you said, they just pretty much swapped two characters. It's cool for a little bit, but it's not like groundbreaking changes i i think two is definitely more clever yeah and i feel like the world building around two is a little bit more flushed out i think when it comes to like what does that change mean for like the other characters around him yeah just to have like you know t'challa in the cosmic space of the Marvel universe and like to see how his positivity would change things in contrast to like peter quill's dickishness you know yeah I think it's fucking hilarious that Thanos is a good guy here. Yeah. That's the biggest surprise. I, I thought that was really, really funny. I think that's probably the biggest surprise of the first three episodes. I'll, I mean, you guys only seen the first two. Yeah. 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 Like I said, we'll, we'll probably do an episode where we break down a little bit more in detail. Like, you know, we're, we're trying to like beat around the bush a little bit here. We're not going to too many specific because I think we will have an episode coming down the line. All right, cool. Let's talk more about it then. Um, hmm. Oh, I feel like that's all I actually want to talk about at the moment. Well, what about you guys? You guys have anything? I have one more thing, and it's like it, I, I wanted to say it again because it's like cape shit related. You know, like everybody loves this cape shit that we talk about. Um, I do keep up with Titans. Uh, the I guess what was okay. The so DC. is it good? I'm seeing trailers for it, and I'm like, that actually seems like it's kind of fun. Okay, so here's the breakdown: season one. Garbage, like really hot garbage, like really bad. Uh, season two is definitely a little bit better. Anyone who asks me if like they should watch Titans, I tell them start with season two, episode two, because the way the production was for this show, season two, episode one is actually the finale of season one, and like, it, and there is a clear divide. So season two actually starts with the second episode. What the fuck is this production? It is terrible. Why is it it so is terrible. Weird? It is terrible. Um, so you can totally disregard season one. I honestly don't think anyone should watch it because it, it will turn you off. It I will love turn a show you- like that. I love a good show, which, which which needs some runway. So that's cool. I'm with it. I will happily skip season one. Season two is much better because it introduces like Slade as the main villain. And he's actually a great main villain against the Titans. I think some of the stuff with Superboy and Beast Boy is not that great in the second season. And some of the stuff with um, 
Starfire is not that great in the second season. But if you if you're just looking for like the main like Deathstroke versus the Titan stuff, it's actually pretty enjoyable. And I actually have to say that season three has been a lot more enjoyable than the first two seasons. Huh, interesting. Episode three actually ends on this really big event, and I was like, whoa. I was like, that's pretty cool. And it, it, it's it's got me hooked for at least the rest the uh, next couple episodes. I don't want to give it any, too much away, but like, I think the, the big thing, you probably, if you've seen the trailers, like, season three is the introduction of Red Hood, which is like, I think a really, it's kind of cool because, you know, we saw the, you know, Jason Todd character in like season two and then the see his evolution into like the Red Hood character in season three is pretty cool. I feel like that's really rushed. It you is. You introduce a character like one season and then the next season, it's like, that's like decades apart in like comics continuity, you know? That's so weird to me. What I think is good is that in season two, he's a little bit of an annoying character because it's Jason Todd. And so, like, the fact that, like, they make him into a different character that's less annoying, I think, is the good thing. <laughs> when they make him the actual You're Red Hood. not really selling me on this show, man. <laughs> I, I, I know, I know, I know. But, uh... Get this, he's annoying. <laughs> the last season, he's not as he's annoying. not as annoying. He's a new character. He's a new character that's died. a little bit better. Also, am I wrong? I feel like they don't have the budget for Beast Boy. I mean, when he actually transforms and all that kind of stuff, like, it's not, like, not bad CG. It's just, yeah, it, they don't do it very often because, like, like you said, they don't really have the budget, right? He's not, like... It's expensive. Yeah, he's not transforming into a tiger or a gorilla or a, a bird every episode like that he does in, like, Teen Titans or, or Young Justice, you know what I mean? Mm. But, yeah, I, I guess that's all I have. Um, is there anything else you guys wanted to bring up? No, not really. Yeah, I think that's it. All right. Well, if that is it, I think that will conclude this week's episode. Jeff, where can people find you? You can find me on my blog at strangeharbors.com. And you can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at strangeharbors. What about you guys? Um, you can find me. Um, I don't even know where you can find me. I don't know. I guess nowhere to this week. What about you, Derek? You can find him not wearing seatbelts. Uh, <laughs> no, that's right. Thank you, brother. There you go. The assist. Uh, you can find me at the world's OKS photos and Screen Agents Guild. And that's for Instagram. Uh, but if you like this podcast, the easiest way to support our podcast is to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of the other popular podcast apps. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please do us a favor and give us a great star rating. It really helps to get our podcast out to more people. Yep. If you have questions, comments, suggestions on this episode, on what we've been watching, feel free to shoot us an email at jeff at strangeharbors.com. We like getting emails on the pod and reading them on the air sometimes. So feel free to shoot us a line. And with that, we will see you guys next week. See you next week, everybody. See you guys then.